Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, from wherever you are in the world. Joining me again for another fantastic podcast on solving the people puzzle, where I, your host, Franz Levet, bring you valuable insights from industry leaders every week on what is happening in the world of people. And today, I am so pleased to be joined in studio by Dr. Michael Kluter. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you doing? I'm excellent, uh, Franz. It's really good to be with you and um, looking forward to an exciting chat. Absolutely. You know, we um, shoot this podcast uh, and we record this podcast and distribute it to our audience with one single uh, reason behind it, and that is to give value. Value back to the HR community. The majority of the audience is HR, but there are some business owners, entrepreneurs, followers, students, and really every episode is about tools, tips, techniques that can help them apply in their own businesses right now, tomorrow, next week. And I'm excited to be discussing the topic with you today, exit interviews. But before we jump into that, would you please mind introducing yourself to the audience, Michael? Of course. My name is uh, Michael Clutie. I'm a Cape Town boy um, who now sits in Durban. I will leave that conversation for another day. <laughs> um, went to school at Weinberg High and fell in love with the profession of uh, human resources and particularly uh, industrial psychology and, and that is what I specialize in. Um, currently I am the director for human resource development and talent at the University of KwaZulu-Natal and then after hours I have approval uh, to with my wife run a consulting company, um, <laughs> Appleton Consulting and uh, Business Accounting which we after I was give back to small to medium sized businesses um, to exactly Wonderful. help improve their, you know, profit in and people management. For sport, if you want to Incredible. know that, uh, I'm a bit of a junkie. Adrenaline junkie. In terms of sports, do you play golf? Oh, no, adrenaline junkie. Uh, I do the um, mountain biking, down, uh, downhill trails, uh, underwater, oh, wow. scuba, uh, snorkeling, etc. So, uh, unfortunately, golf is my amazing. <laughs> That's good. Well, a man with many layers. We have um, the academia. We have consulting. Uh, we have sports. You know, I think um, I when I started my career. I always had a dream to one day circle back into into academia. I just love teaching. I love talking. I love sharing. And, you know, this is incredibly valuable for me to be having a conversation with someone from the academia as well, especially uh, seeing that a lot of the conversations that we have in HR is foundationally built on human resource theory. And so um, thank you again for being here. I... When we discussed the topic for today, I, it got me reading and thinking a lot because it's such an obvious thing, but we don't talk about it often. I mean, one, we haven't done a pod on it to date. Uh, and, and two, I don't really interact with my clients um, where we have this conversation. And audience, the conversation today is exit interviews. And so let's start by just defining it, Michael. Like, what is an exit interview? Before I start there, if you, if you don't mind, Francois, I just want to correct something. So I work in academia. I am not an academic. Um, I help uh -huh. academics ah. within their space to become more effective in the whole spectrum okay. uh, of, uh, of people value propositions and, and, and people in human capital management. So just to clarify that. I think. Thank you for clarifying. You know, in short, in terms of an exit interview, it's really about asking people 
why are they leaving the organization? <laughs> and I find it slightly amusing. Um, and if, if you allow me just to, to give the background, we're sitting Please currently at, go uh, for it. at an unemployment rate uh, that's including the, those pe pe people seeking for work and those have given up around 43%. Now, in addition to that, you're sitting with youth unemployment of over 46%. That's within the first quarter of this year from Stats SA. So it's quite remarkable. Now, within that, you are having people searching uh, for employees, but you're also having employees searching for companies. And one of the biggest reasons people leave or go to other companies is because they feel the value they're being offered is not in line with what they thought mm. it would be in terms of the psychological, psychological mm. conflict. Mm. In other words, mm. I'm joining you to give you my talents and time, but in return, I'm wanting something. And that something yes. is really varied. You know, we want to belong to something bigger. We want to contribute. We want to be developed. And we want to feel mm. that we are being looked after as whole beings and valued as whole beings from recognition to wellness, etc. So the exit interview, while it's very important and, and really has valuable insight, I have a view, and, and there are, is research around it, that there's not necessarily a view, but let me put it, the position is like this. Why are you asking me when I leave for the first time, why yes. am I unhappy and what am I leaving? It's really important. It can yes. help change. But the reality is this whole thing about employee value proposition and, and the importance of people requires that we as business leaders, as HR and as line managers, need to do it far more frequently and be in tune with mm -hmm. what's going on in our people's minds. What's, you know, what, what's causing them stress at home? What's causing that to translate into the workplace? And, and how we can assist them before they decide to leave on what yes. are the things that are I, important to them. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I think we very briefly now during this introduction actually touched on three very important pieces to this conversation. The first is we defined what is an exit interview. It's an interview <clears throat> you have with an employee who decides to leave your organization. Exactly. Quite straightforward. The way more important question to be asking is one, why do people leave? Two, what can we do to understand the reason before they leave so that we don't uncover it when it's too late? You know, I always say a business owner or a manager <clears throat> should actually never be surprised when someone resigns. You, you should anticipate it try and attempt to do something about it. And then when it happens, not be surprised at all. But that's the second part, is what can we do uh, in terms of the reasons why people decide to design? And some of it we will be able to do something about and some you just simply can't. And then potentially the third thing that we can uncover today in the, uh, in the conversation is how to best then, if you have to, conduct an actual exit interview. Sure. So let's maybe circle back, look at those three themes uh, as the categories for the conversation. And let's start with, with your opinion on why why are people why why do people leave? It's it's a really interesting question. And and as as I'm saying it, I am realizing there are probably a million layers to that question. Yeah, I, I think let's which we categorize five episodes you know, on. sort of broadly. I think the first thing we need to recognize is people have changed and the relationship between employee and employer has changed. People no longer yes. um, will come into uh, an organization 
and, and stay there for years. And you know, this has been said about 10 to 15 years ago. And then uh, about three years ago, I read somewhere an interesting statistic that said by the time the generation X and Y in uh, uh, youngsters and the new generation, the millenniums, have reached the age of 38, they would have changed jobs up to 10 times. And I thought that is crazy. Sure. Well, my sons wow. are in their thirties, and they've changed it four times, five times already, and it's just because yes. Yes. they want more experience. They want different things, and I think that is a clear yes. message to us. So, so why do people leave? And it's really set out the employee value proposition, and I like it from two dimensions. Number one, we have a there's a thing called employee experience, and in simple terms, if I ask you today. In your life that you go about your business with your family and professional life, there are places you'll go back to, and then there are places you won't, and you'll be quite easily able to tell me why. And the same thing is yes. what is, is about why employees leave and why they will stay. Yes. And the employee experience yes. is about the every single interaction uh, employee has with the organization, whether it be finance, whether it be the greeting at the gate of the of the security personnel, or through HR, or their pay. So it's a, it could be their direct line manager. So there's a number of things. And in short, one could argue it's the culture. So when you look at now what is employee value proposition, it's really about what people uh, find important to them from, uh, let's call it a meaningful work, from being able to be developed, from their being recognized as a whole being, as well um, as the flexibility in the workplace. So that is yes. what the experience. Now, now, so they've got this. So sorry, just to sorry, I, I just for the audience, Michael, I just want to come in here and summarize a bit. So what we're saying is, <clears throat> one, employees leave, and we should accept that there is going to be turnover. Absolutely. People want different experiences. They go through different f seasons and phases in their career. Um, and, and that's not necessarily bad. No. However, when it comes to what you as the organization can control, employee experience, um, your, your EVP, your value proposition, your brand, your culture, your leadership, the environment, those are elements that can be focused on. I completely agree with you. And we don't necessarily have to unpack every single one of those. What I do would like to move towards is to say, okay, in terms of then understanding what I can do and picking up before Francho is going to resign, how can an organization go about then Great. leveraging those insights earlier in the process? Great question, Franz. And I think I just want to use your term, circle back. The critical point about understand uh, about employee value proposition, employee experience, and and critically the engagement because that's the actual lived experience mm. versus expectation I had becomes really important yes. in your scarce critical talent, your high performing individuals, which you are growing mm. and investing a lot of money in attracting, developing them, and they're your next, they're your future. Yes. But at the same time, you spoke about brand; it's about making the organization attractive to those out there who want to join. So in terms of how, so how can one, as you ask, so how can one go about being, let's say, proactive? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think, first of all, from a development point and a selection point, we need to select managers that are aligned to the critical values of our culture because those sure. behaviors, sure. 
that underpin our yes. culture are really critical. And if we don't select for those values, you will find they will just be on paper, but the culture will be very different. Mm. And in, and in mm. fact, mm. you know, mm. you, we, so, so, so they will be very different from the experience. So if you get that right, and let's say that's working and it really works well, I think the next thing is to go and do regular interactions with, uh, do regular um, with, with targeted uh, focus groups of people. So you could do it with your leadership. Mm. You could do it with your high potential people. Mm. You could do it with the general run of the mill mm. people just to get a sense for them. Listen, mm. our values say this. What we're offering you yes. to attract and stay there is this. How are we doing? Is it still relevant? Yes. Is it still, yes. you know, yes. are we falling short? And, and how can we make it better? Yeah. And one thing is important. Employers might have the cash, but employees have the skills others want. And, you know, with the cost of uh, replacing somebody, especially special skills, and in days we'll be all right now, you want to retain those people. Now, like you mentioned, you know, yeah. you might even get to understand somebody whose spouse is moving um, and you didn't know that. And there might be ways that you could, I'm not saying in all cases, but there might be ways just through remote working or et cetera, that even yes. though the spouse moves, there might be ways in even bigger companies where you could help assist that. I'm not saying it's possible at all times, but this, the yeah. modern age in, mo in, in, in many jobs enables this flexible type of working. Are you tired of wasting countless hours screening through CVs and hosting in-person interviews with candidates you probably never hire? If your answer is yes, we are here to help. Our award-winning one-way video interview platform will streamline your entire hiring process and save you up to 70% of your traditional hiring hours. With our platform, you can send your candidates an interview link and let them answer a set of customized questions that you set up in their own convenient time. What does this mean for you? No more wasting valuable office hours or being fooled by CVs that don't match the real candidates behind them. If you would like to know more, visit whamley.io to book a free demo today and see the difference for yourself. That's w-a-m-l-y.io. Say goodbye to wasting time and money and hello to making better hires. I'm hearing you say three things. The first is the, the equipping of managers to understand firstly the culture, the values that, that we have as an organization and what are the underlying behaviors that drive that behavior. To equip, train and help them to first live it and then be able to translate and empower others with it. Secondly, is to have regular touch points with employees, hypos, talent pools, critical scare skills, and create a platform for conversation where feedback is invited back to management on are we living and delivering on that. The promise that we made you in that last interview, just before we gave you that offer, that beautiful EVP that we've got on our careers page, are we actually doing that? And then I want to add something in there, uh, Michael. So often, you know, feedback is a gift, but it's really difficult to, to do, especially when there's power distance. And in your traditional, typical setup uh, of organizations, you seldomly will see a leader approaching a junior with a lot of potential or a graduate or someone who's just qualified going, hey, am I doing fine? Um, I think that asks for a serious level of maturity and a, an outward mindset around this is not about me. 
It's about your career, my promise that I'm supposed to be delivering on, as well as what the organization stands for. Absolutely, Francois. Is that correct? And I think that's why there's multiple ways you can do it. And if I could just give an example, we've got... um, Absolutely. Just about 250 interns and and specialists that that we're bringing out, you know, that we're developing. So when we we bring them together in a, we call it a a safe-free zone uh, setup. And we allow multiple ways of feedback. So we do it live through, um, Mm. uh, let's call it uh, live surveys, polls. We do it prior to these sessions. And so we have these conversations and we throw it up. You know, we put it up there. So there's no names. And we start a conversation. And it's what I like about it. It's um, It gives people, initially it starts off, oh, this, I could expose myself. But once the third person says, you know, as a as manager, I'm experiencing the same challenge. Then people start to realize, hang on, this challenge isn't about me. And with the HR specialists and teams around there, so we bring it like a coaching and co-learning exercise. And we set down foundation very, very clearly up front. So that's one way. Another way can be anonymous. But most importantly, line managers and supervisors own the relationship with the employee. You know, we spend most of our working life there. So that is the first person you should be able to trust. Now, of course, we don't get it right in human beings, but that's where the skill is. Another way one can do it is through 360 leadership assessments at, at most levels of interaction, where that then becomes a feedback tool and you can put a coaching and mentoring uh, process in place so that line managers can themselves coach the employees and their line managers can coach them because of this 360 feedback. Now, again, it does take yeah. a level of maturity in organizations. But when you put these multiple tools in place, regular interactions with the, the employees at different levels, employee engagement services, hyper inter, inter, yes. you know, the, 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 the interviews, you get multiple points. And if they all start saying the same thing, then even if you have the get the exit interview and it says the same thing, you know, um, yeah. then you get a picture. And in fact, I just want to touch on that. Exit interviews fail because one of two things happen. Either it's just done and and it doesn't circle back to to be Yeah, it's a tick spot. It's exactly. a tick box. The other thing is what is nice, it can serve is if the same people keep if, if different people say the same thing and they're leaving, it should be an indication. Well, let's go and ask those that are there. So if you haven't done this sort of yeah. pre-check-in with different targeted groups of employees, do it now. Because it's never too late. Yes. And you that vulnerability, yes. I think that's the thing. I, when you're vulnerable, you know, you are you open yourself up. And and I know people don't necessarily like talking about the military. But you know, when in the military, despite what we see on the TV, when people are going into hard zones where it's really difficult, you rely on each other and you rely on yes. each other's vulnerability to help you. So all rank, all tenure disappears when you're in real trouble. And it is, you're looking at that individual that you can trust. And it's the same in the business, but it's not a battle zone. But we want the business to survive and grow and be the best. And we need to be able to be vulnerable as leaders, to be trusted by employees, to tell us when they're going wrong. And we must be able to, excuse the phrase, shut up and listen. Yeah. No, 100%. And you know what? 
<laughs> we don't have all we the answers. I, 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 there's three words that you use that really stand out for me. Relationship, trust, vulnerable. Those, those three really create a platform for mutual respect, interacting with each other, being radically honest around <clears throat> my experience, the intent. You know, I always, my wife always speaks about, um, uh, in her coaching practice, about um, intention, behavior, and impact. If your impact is not matching your intention, then there's something to be tweaked in the behavior. And, uh, and I think, you know, in this conversation, especially when either in the exit interview or if you can be proactive around it, is what was my intention around the promise, your job, your growth, the environment, the culture? What are you feeling right now is the impact on you, which might cause you to potentially consider leaving the organization? And how then can we, on an individual group and organizational level, change our behavior? I love that. Let's, let's then go into how to conduct, because I'm assuming there might be an audience member going, geez, this is cool. This is really sparking some thought on my end. But how do I do an exit interview? So let's maybe give some practical tips and uh, techniques for the audience around how to conduct an exit interview. Excellent. I think, first of all, you know, there, there's different views about is it voluntary or should it be uh, mandatory? Mm. Mm. It's always a tricky question. And I believe if you've got the right um, culture set up, I do believe that one should make it mandatory. But if somebody says, look, this is not for me, then then let them withdraw. But I do think it's a valuable process that we shouldn't exclude. I think secondly, yes. um, it needs to be done by a neutral person. And, and one can mm. say, sure, that's very difficult. But, it, it you know, there are you can outsource it, which is very costly. So my recommendation is um, you could have part of your talent team, your OD team, you can have these specialist people, part of the general HR team who are very good at this um, because you have people that are just very good and, and it's really important that you have the people with the skills to be relatable and trustworthy. And I just wanted to go back and yes. talk about congruence. With your line manager, uh, what we spoke about, uh, uh, you know, having these interviews and, and, and living up to the promise and the intent versus behavior, etc., um, it's important that you're congruent. In other words, your body language, your whole persona must be that of genuine because people pick it up quickly. Yes. So for you to be Correct. able to have an interview, a successful interview, you really need to be neutral, congruent, and genuine. The second thing mm -hmm. is you can mm -hmm. offer, offer multiple um, ways of doing the exit interview. You could have um, a set of questions that are um, pre-recorded and so a person sort of goes into a booth and accesses uh, like a podcast type, you know, and then just speaks freely. Yes, yes. Or can be written. I still personally believe that a face-to-face -face one, whether, you know, remotely or physically in person is the best because it allows you to really listen with intent and, and really uncover... Yes. The between the can I call it the nuances which you can't do on an interview or written, um, yeah. And I think so. When you start that interview, let's say you're doing it face to face, I think it's important to to really set the person at ease because remember, even in a good interview, even if the person leaves happily, um, 
you still want to build that um, opportunity for them to say what they feel about the company, what was good, what wasn't, why are they leaving, mm. why are mm. they staying. Mm. But importantly, mm. it gives mm. you an opportunity to actually thank them for their contribution. Um, mm. And at the mm. same time, it allows uh, allows you to get the valuable information, which I'll go into now. Um, some things yeah. to expect. I think you need to expect you need to expect that it's not always going to be a, a positive experience from the person being interviewed. Yes. It might, yes. Seem, it, it might be very negative. And so the individual doing the interview needs to have a, quite a good IQ in terms of managing their own mm. emotions and being able to facilitate yes. calmness in the session, non-judgmental, mm. to bring that out. Yes. Um, yes. I want to add. I just want to add something in there. I think when I think of an exit interview, the approach from the facilitator could be something like, um, "We deeply value any sort of feedback because the employees who are still here, we need to humbly either go and fix things or reassure leadership behavior that is in line with our culture, and this is an opportunity for you, the candidate leaving, to help us do that." And maybe just by framing it in such a way that the intent is improvement, um, there might be a potential for a, a, a positive response sure. from the candidate sure. exiting. You know, Francois, that, it, the whole thing, irrespective, because even with that, that you, you could have, um, you know, yes. all of that. I, I still think you can, uh, the calmer and the more respectful and the genuineness will allow mm the truth mm. to come out, mm. even in a, if it's a harsh way. Yes. And yes. And I think at the end, one needs to also thank the person um, for their feedback. Yeah. You know, what people yeah. don't realize, um, <clears throat> if it's an easy exit because it's excitement for the person to move, um, or if it's a difficult exit because they're not happy, either way, you would like to let the person leave on a positive note. Um, and and yes, it, and it yes. takes a lot from an uh, of uh, a professionalism of of calmness and EQ to, to be able to do that. Mm. So if we can perhaps just mm. you know go into um, the you know in some of the questions, I think you know what's really important. I'm going to go to the mechanical stuff because I believe I call it yeah. the, the hard stuff. That's yeah. it's generally what people say. Uh, and I would believe in some instances it's the easiest thing to say because I don't want to go to the difficult stuff. So yeah. very definitely people do go for better salaries, especially when we're sitting in an in a, in, in a economy where we are at the moment, um, when it's difficult for in certain sectors to be as competitive with others. So yes, I think salary and benefits is definitely uh, a real one. The other one is for um, the working environment. Now that becomes, it might simply be because of the working hours. It might be that it is, mm. things are toxic, things... Remote, hybrid, yeah. Uh, well, the hybrid is, are toxic. Is, is absolutely, but in terms, that one can still uh, manage to a certain extent. Some institutions just don't go for various reasons. Others, you can't go. If you're in, in providing protection services, for example, you, you cannot do that remotely. Yeah. Um, or nursing, we have an advanced technology, yet. but so those are some of the things people leave for, and you really could do a little bit about it. 
but the working environment in terms of relations, in terms of um, the way we treat each other, the the way yes. we um, look after the safety employee, the way we just look after the general tools that people want. And, you know, uh, in certain instance, industries, you need the tools to do the work, especially if you want to do work remotely or work like you're doing now. You could not do it yes, if you didn't yes. have the right tools. And people will move to places where they can live out their full potential with the tools required. So it's about the tools. Correct. It's about the relations Correct. with your managers, um, with your peers, your colleagues. It's about how people deal with conflict. How do they, how genuine, you know, if we say to you, um, things are going to change, do they? If we say to you, look, don't worry about this. Yeah. In other words, how honest are we are with the people? How, how do we treat them? Um, I yes. think the, the other thing about is, is the brand image. Don't underestimate one. Just need to, and, I, and I'm not going to say any uh, company or parastatals names here, but there are a number that have been in the news for yeah. the wrong reasons. And, and people leave there because not that, not that they don't love the job or working there, but they, they are under trauma, mm. them and their families for being there. And they leave. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, and, and, if you and there are definitely pull factors. So pull factors were, were, were benefits. They would and benefits are not necessarily the rands and cents. They are do have a parking space. Are you know it's a simple thing as a parking space. Can I bring my children to work? Can mm -hmm. I work remotely when I can? Um, you know do mm -hmm. do I have to clock in clock out? And again, it's context specific. I think what's important is exit interviews. And employee value propositions, what people are looking for are context-specific. So I don't want to say that's a, a, yes. you know, a panacea, silver bullet, one size fits all. But people are attracted to certain environments and value propositions. And an exit interview is, if you, it's your last chance to understand what did we do not, not right and what, and what can we do better. Yeah. And I think one of the questions, apart yeah. from what are the areas that you're leaving and what would keep you to stay, is ask them, what can we do better? What do you think we, we didn't do well? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I think um, it, it's, it's, it's a good time for us to land the plane here is to say, okay, if we, if we summarize, we've spoken about why people leave. We've spoken about what can be done to potentially prevent it or at least pick up on insights that could change or guide different behavior. We've spoken about the actual skills required during the exit interview and we've touched on some questions that could be asked like why are you leaving or what could we have done better maybe two more questions from your side around what could be asked as a closing in the the pod and the episode today absolutely i think first of all um <clears throat> you could ask if you felt we got it wrong is there anything in um the way we select our people that could better prepare them for this environment? Yeah, great question. Excellent. And, and, and that's a difficult one. And then secondly, one could argue, one could ask, um, if you were the head of this company, what would you do, sure. do differently? People might say no, that is a, a huge question. That is a vulnerable question. No, it is a, a vulnerable question. question. I love that. But remember, if you go down to, and I'm going to take an adage of a submarine, every single person aboard the submarine is safety conscious. doesn't matter your rank. 
Because if a drop of water comes in where it shouldn't be, at quite a vulnerable depth, you're in trouble. So, so you want to yep. be able to be vulnerable so that you could ask people what to do better. And if that most junior person has got a better way of doing it, I would like to know that you will come and talk to me. 100%. 100%. Oh, Michael, thank you so much. That was so insightful. I am sure the audience got so much value from this. If you would like to know more about exit interviews, <clears throat> please reach out to us. I, I know that a lot of our clients are actually using Whamley for exit interviews. It's not um, the, the two-way magic that you're describing now, but it, there is um, definitely some value at least as opposed to filling out a survey or a Google Doc. But Michael, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, the pot has flown by as it always does. I, uh, I want to thank you for your wisdom and your insights. You're welcome, Francois. And uh, the learning went both ways. Thanks very much for your time. Fantastic. Thanks for tuning into this episode with me today. I hope you found the conversation truly valuable. If you want to continue your journey of exploration and growth, please subscribe to the show and share it with your friends and colleagues who are in HR or talent acquisition. Because the more we grow the show together, the more I can bring you top quality guests with world-class insights.